0: Hey man, is that the Rock News Weekly podcast? Yeah man, well turn it up man!
1: This is Rock News Weekly. Every week we bring you all the latest headlines in rock, metal, indie, grunge, alt, and classic rock news. This week's new releases, this week in music history, trivia, movies, pop culture, and more. Follow us on all social media platforms at Rock News Weekly for our quick one-minute weekly update videos. And please give the episode a five-star rating if you enjoy the episode. Now on to this week's episode. It's time for another episode of the Rock News Weekly Podcast this week of October eighteenth, twenty twenty one, season three, episode forty one. Charles is missing in action, had to take care of a sick child at home. But instead we have our good friend Morris is back in the studio with us. What is up, man? Yo, what's happening, man? It's I'm good I'm, to have you back.
2: I'm really excited to
1: be here and uh See what's been going on. Yeah, we got to catch up a little bit on aftershock too. We'll talk oh, yeah. about because uh, you missed our aftershock recap last week, but you did go to aftershock. Oh,
2: absolutely! I, I went all four days, and yep. uh, I was immersed in the whole thing. All the you know the stuff that hit the news. I was there. Yep. Um, and uh, Metallica. I was deep in it. I even grabbed a couple picks in the pit. Oh yeah, that's nice. And, uh, I was able to share those with people I went with. That was awesome. Uh, it was awesome seeing you
1: there. Yeah, man, it was a great weekend. I yeah. had a blast there. It was. I think it was. It was something that I could feel in the audience that everybody was like excited to get out again. It really was. I right? mean,
2: I kind of okay. So the way I look at it is, I've been, you know, I've jumped through all the hoops. I've done everything that you need to do. You know that yep, we've all been here. encouraged to do. You know, um, I jumped through all the hoops and yep. did all the steps and. And now the shows are happening again. I'm ready to get out there. I'm going to do yeah. it. I'm not looking, I'm not going to let anything hold me back. Yep. Um. And I'm just going to get in there and, and have fun. I didn't get sick. I you know, know none of and us I did. And I was I was deep in those pits. Yeah, I didn't get sick. <laughs> so <laughs> I had I had well. Well more than six people within six people. Actually, they're probably more like a foot (laughs) within a foot of me. We were traveling
1: around with kids of multiple ages as well. Uh, Sergio and his kids, uh, Charles and his kids. It it was a blast. Uh, We'll get into a little bit more Aftershock coming up. Uh, But this week, we got a lot to talk about, including, speaking of COVID... Corns, Ray Luzier, uh, drummer from Corn, testing positive for COVID 19 this week. He's going to have to miss some shows. We'll talk about that. Smash Mouth singer Steve Harwell retiring quote-unquote after a chaotic on-stage rant we just watched the video on that that was hard to watch (laughs) we'll get into that coachella reversing their vax requirement for 2022 so what's that all about we'll talk about that in a bit david lee roth announcing his official retirement with a last string of shows in las vegas and the eddie van halen plaque was unveiled in pasadena this week so we'll talk about that plus some trivia weekly wtf so much more so many things are happening. You can check it all out at rocknewsweekly.com. Give us a like and a follow on all of our social media. It's all the same tag at rocknewsweekly. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Give us a like and a follow. Okay, so some new albums came out last week uh, from... I'm trying to look and see if, of people that actually we care about. Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes, they got a new one out. Johnny Marr from the Smiths, he's got his solo album out called Fever Dreams Part 1. That's kind of cool. And Santana. Blessings and Miracles. That's, that one apparently has a lot of collaborations from people in all t- types of the music world. In the rock world, like Funk Soul, he's doing a whole big collaboration album again. So,
2: Well, he's kind of been famous for going through the years yep. and doing collaborations like the one he did with Rob Thomas.
1: Yeah, and I guess he's on this album again, the first okay. time since that original collaboration. Nice. So check that out, Santana fans. And then also The Darkness has a new album, Motorheart. So. You know, I
2: got to see them live one time. They were actually really good.
1: I heard they were gr- a good live band.
2: A lot they of people kind
1: of un- underestimate They sounded exactly
2: like they do live uh, in, in any recording I've ever seen them.
1: And that singer, he's just out there. He's I know. He's amazing, thing. right? Yeah. He's one of a kind. All right. Uh, and also coming out, we got some new albums on the 22nd of October from Deerhoof, Duran Duran has a new album, Future Past. That's interesting. Uh, hmm. Elton John's new album, The Lockdown Sessions, which I guess is kind of i think what he did during covid uh the past couple years he's calling it calling it the lockdown sessions right every time i die has got a new one radical uh who else halado negro la luz lena del rey my morning jacket uh they got self-titled album coming out parquet courts i love that band named ross from friends (laughs) they're like a (laughs) they're like a punk band i think and that's the name of their (laughs) band isn't that funny that's great ross from
2: friends you know what's I can't, out of all the characters, I just can't stand Ross.
0: <laughs> all right. <laughs> Who can, really? uh, So,
1: there you go. Lots of new albums out for everybody interested there. Um, all right. So, this week's edition of What Touring Musician Has Contracted COVID 19. This week, drum roll, please. Literally, it's the drummer from court. <laughs> he, he tested positive for COVID 19. They announced on their Instagram this week he's going to miss Las Vegas, Fresno, and Oakland shows. Oh, so that's basically everything over here on the side. Exactly. Basically, the whole West Coast is going to get rescheduled, and he's the third band member to contract coronavirus while touring this year. Jonathan Davis was first in August. Then it was James Monkey Schaefer in September, and now Ray Lucier's got it in Corn or er, in October, and Corn's just having a rough Man. go there.
2: <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> what a let a stop-go kind of a tour there. They're
1: one of the only bands I've heard about, too, that's really having a lot of difficulty and with that. So
2: They're also having difficulty with their bass player, too. As I, if, yeah. if I remember well, correctly, they have the fielded, or, uh, he's uh, out right field, now.
1: Fieldy's out, and then there's the guy from Suicidal Tendencies. The guy from
2: Suicidal Tendencies is playing for, for Fieldy's spot. And so the guy who is covering for Suicidal Tendencies now is the son of Metallica. Of Metallica bass player, Robert Trujillo. Trujillo. Uh, Ty Trujillo.
1: That's awesome. And
2: so he's covering, but Ty is also, if you rewind a couple years, he actually fielded in for Fieldy. Oh yeah, before. that's right. That's right. Yes. So they he's all, actually know done each both other. spots. Must,
1: I wonder if they're fa- they're probably family friends or that. Well, that's
2: Robert Trujillo. I mean, you know what right? I mean,
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's one of those guys. You
2: know, people know him. <laughs>
1: yep, he's been around and he's proven himself. And as his a obviously
2: his son has too. Yeah, I so. mean,
1: yeah, he, he's not he's not messing around. That's pretty cool. So he's getting his earning his uh, stripes right now, uh, filling in for suicidal. Very oh yeah, cool.
2: and that kid, I I got to watch suicidal, and that w- that was one of my highlights. Honestly, for yeah, it. we'll get back. I know we're gonna come
1: back. No, no, that. no, yeah. But uh, <laughs> for for aftershock,
2: <laughs> yeah, a- aftershock. That was one of my highlights, and tr- and Ty played, and he you could see that smile on that kid's face, and he was
0: just oh loving dude, it.
1: he was killing it too. Yeah. I watched some footage. I, I they were on what day was it? Uh, I think it was on Friday. Friday, huh? The first day. I'm pretty sure it was on Friday, I wish I had the yeah. lineup. We'll get, we'll get to For that. Maybe that I'll bring the up the lineup day, on yeah. my phone here in a minute. Uh, but yeah. speaking of festivals, Coachella reversing their vaccine requirement. Uh, after seeing how Aftershock did, apparently in the industry, Aftershock did so well on their festival. Like in terms of vaccine stuff, um, people spreading the virus, just the overall festival. It did so well that people were like, holy shit. I think we can go back to kind of normal, you know? Yeah. So... Coachella reversed their decision where they had a requirement for 2022. You had to have a vaccine. No ifs, ands, or buts about it, right? They've reversed it now. to You can require a proof of a negative test within 72 hours of the event.
2: Uh, And that's exactly what Aftershock did.
1: And Aftershock also was the first festival that I'm aware of that provided on-site testing as well. Um, That was a big news thing. that They they, did? I didn't even realize that. Yeah, and if you needed to take a test, uh, Aftershock had... On site testing that you could get the results in less than an hour. And really? Was, I was like, wow, that's pretty fucking impressive, right? Wow. And so I think that's pretty cool for a heavy metal festival to mm-hmm. be like leading the nation in, uh, you know, doing that well, kind of what stuff. We,
2: whatever we got to do to get back out let's there, let's get back and, to normal, you know, right? Yeah. Let's
1: just do what we got to do. And I think next year we're finally, it, it's looking that way. If Coachella's reversing the vaccine requirement, that's a good thing, right? Yeah. I think that's a, that's a sign that, you know, we're heading the right direction.
2: I mean I mean whatever whatever we got to get to get these artists out there working and yep. you know all the touring people the crew. and
1: the crew and My everybody God, involved these, in this music music industry. That's They're a lot are of the all the people. Yeah, they don't really think about the hit. crew and all that stuff yep. that, man those guys really survive on the on the road life and touring and it's literally w- what they feed their family with. So yeah, that that kind of stuff it's not just about oh yeah, you know david lee roth needs to get money for his thing or our uh, rage against the machine needs to get money it's the crew behind them that's really doing all the magic and making that sound badass and look badass those are the guys that we need to like and the, make sure and the bigger that they're the show
2: paid. that is put on the more money goes towards the crew and towards other things not exactly the artists. so like the big metallica shows they put on all these lights and all this stuff but there's hundreds of guys behind the scenes exactly. that are putting that show on.
1: And the bigger show you get, the more people you get paid and have a bigger crew and it's, and it's a great show and the fans love it too. Uh, so yeah, so speaking of all that, David Lee Roth announcing his retirement. He says, I'm throwing in the shoes. He's going to perform the final shows apparently at the House of Blues Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas. He's going to do, excuse me, a New Year's run on well, just one date on December 31st and then January 1st, 5th, 7th and 8th and then that's it. And he says, that's it. Those are going to be it. Uh, He says, "Uh, I'm not going to explain the statement. The explanation is in a safe. These are my last five shows. So they'll be on sale. Well, they're already on sale. Saturday, October 2nd. So they just went on sale a little bit ago. I mean,
2: really, that could mean anything. That that could just mean that he's fed up. He realizes it's really hard for him to keep up. Remember
1: all that shit from Kiss that kind of came where Gene Simmons was like, kind of compared him to Elvis. He's like, yeah, I love Elvis in my prime, but... I don't want to see Elvis dead and bloated on the floor or something like that. And he yeah. was why he kicked off David Lee Roth on the tour. And I wonder if that kind of like really hit him. Like, hey, Ooh. maybe I am, you know, not what I used to be and I should call it quits.
2: Just, you know, just retire at, you know, where you're at. Right. You know,
1: kind of out on top in a way. I mean, you're kind of, or still are still somewhat. kind
2: of relevant or still.
1: Maybe not on top. I don't know about wrong Yeah, word. not
2: on top, but it's um, still chug it along at least, yeah. you know?
1: Yeah, like you said, still a little bit relevant and can. Put on a good show. So I imagine, and what what I read also about this is he says his band is, like, practicing every day until the show in uh, for New Year's. Yeah. He says they're putting in, like, eight-hour days practicing every day. Because he wants to be remembered. Yeah. That's what he wants to be remembered And he says By. it's going to be nothing but Van Halen yeah. shit. He's like, it's going to be... I'm just hoping
2: it's not something deeper or something... Uh, more dark that that's behind the scenes. Yeah, maybe
1: like a, a sickness. Hopefully, not. Yeah, nothing like that. Coming
2: off the heels of of what happened recently with yeah. Eddie Van Halen. You know, all of our famous stars are are, are kind of
1: crazy. You just never know what's going on behind the scenes. It's like a good way of putting it. They just live these private lives, and they they know what the public wants to see or wants to hear, and they yeah. kind of just keep it to themselves. Like um, Norm Macdonald, another. You yeah, know, like, that was
2: out of left field. Exactly. I couldn't, I was but apparently, I couldn't he knew it.
1: for you know uh, five, six years th- about that cancer diagnosis. and yeah. kept it totally private. Yeah. Never, never talked about it. But then they went back and showed some of the clips, and you could see he was kind of alluding to certain things. And in, in context, now you're like, oh wow, he was giving us a little bit of a hint there, or whatever. And yeah. You know, you just never know, right? Stark. Uh, And speaking of that, uh, unfortunately, Eddie Van Halen, uh, it it was one year ago in the beginning of October, I think it was October, what, 5th or 6th, um, when he passed away at the age of 65 last year. Well, earlier this week, a memorial was unveiled in his hometown of Pasadena. So they watched as a plaque was presented in the city convention center, which is next to the Civic Auditorium, where Van Halen played a number of times, but in the early, you know, mid-70s from 75 to 78. Um, The plaque read... Quote, the Van Halen family emigrated from the Netherlands to Pasadena in 1962. Alex and Eddie Van Halen attended schools in Pasadena and began playing music together with Eddie on guitar and Alex on drums. Apparently, residents had to raise the money to pay for the memorial. They got $6,500, and it contains the Van Halen logo, logo, but not Eddie's photo. It was reported earlier this year that it could not contain his likeness or his famous Frankenstrat guitar. I wonder why on the plaque they couldn't do that. Is that for legal reasons, or what do you think that is? Oh. Weird,
2: huh? Hmm. Maybe there's some weird law in Pasadena that you can't...
1: You can't have a picture of whoever it is this is in honor of? Like why not though? I, mean, I don't know. Dumb. I can I couldn't really. Yeah. What? Yeah. What? What why? harm could it be? You know, put a picture of his guitar and his his face. So they resort
2: to the band,
1: the band's lo- logo. Van that Hale seems like logo. the most corporate legal liability thing, right?
2: Yeah, because that's their <laughs> symbol. Yeah, it's, and not, it's
1: not just Eddie Van Halen. That that's representative of the entire band.
2: I, I see. I see. Uh, um, <laughs> right. Like uh, I see tributes to all to you know in okay so in. Uh, I think it's in Texas. There's a, there's a memorial. For Dimebag? Dimebag, st- dime probably. But I know there's a Stevie Ray Vaughan. I'm yeah, and sure. it's got a picture the on Steve, it, and right? it, No, there's a Stevie Ray Vaughan one where he's... It's literally... A brass like statue, statue exactly like him, and he's he's got a he's got a Strat right next to him. He's holding it. He's got the headstock in his hand. Yeah, how stupid! Sitting sitting on the ground next to him, kind of, and it it looks exactly like Steve Ray Vaughan. So why why couldn't they do that with Eddie Van Halen? That's that's strange.
1: Who knows? I don't know. Very strange. It's almost like they got the opposite right on that one. Maybe
2: Eddie Van Halen back in the eighties put a little trademark on his
1: could be face or something. Something who knows. (laughs) Um, All right, well, this was a bummer, uh, but we wanted to report it and talk about it this week. Guitarist Frank Sidoris and his wife was injured in a car crash over the weekend. Um, It was a serious car accident on Saturday, October 9th. They were heading into L.A. Um, He was uh, on tour with Wolfgang Van Halen as well as Slash featuring Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators. They were doing a tour, and he was playing guitar for Slash uh, in his band. Uh, I don't want to do all the the whole... Mm -hmm. Post here but he says it was a traumatic experience but at least we are alive and Ali's injuries are mendable through surgery and months of physical therapy thank you to each and every one of you for reaching out and all the amazing support but this was right around the time I think he was traveling either to or from uh, Aftershock uh, Aftershock Festival
2: oh yeah because it says October 9th right so uh, and, and I
1: think Mammoth WVH was there on Friday I want to say or Sunday I can't remember which no, day they were I
2: think it was Sunday yeah it was sunday he was going to be they had just gotten through that and then sunday it was the was the 10th right so that happened the day before
1: apparently yep so he's been on the road with wolfgang van halen and i guess he he you know and slash yeah so i i missed sunday i don't know if you saw wolfgang van halen and that set or anything
2: I did. I uh, I kind of watched it from afar. Because, I wonder if they, it they, was they, kind of a full day.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. I wonder if they might have had somebody filling in for him, or mentioned that that is that he wasn't there with them, because I would imagine that that would have been a big deal, right? That was Saturday so. night. Wolfgang
2: yeah, does play guitar, and he is but what's, Eddie what's Van puzzling son. <laughs> to me is
1: saying that they were heading to L.A. So, uh, like, that's opposite of where. Um, aftershock is aftershocks in Sacramento. You'd have to look at the logistics and see where, yeah, <laughs> where maybe they were at. to LA and then fly, or so, I'm not sure exactly. Yeah. Anyway, we don't get too too caught up in it. They survived; everything's okay, and they're they're going to be able to to pull through. But uh, just you know, hope, hope positive vibes. It just way. goes
2: show you what, what all these artists are going. You yeah, know, man. Come back to that. You know, it's it goes all the what they're you know putting. They're going out there. The COVID things happening and everything and they're actually finally getting to go back to work Yep, gave it gave the green light and they're finally going out and yeah they got a tragedies happen just like everybody else and 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 it's just it's a tough job
1: so be aware (laughs) you never know when you're on the roadways you know slow down a little bit you might be driving next to one of your favorite musicians because they're trying to earn a living too you know what i mean yep and now a message from one of our sponsors Bro. What's up bro? Bro. What's up bro? Bro.
0: Bro? Bro. Yeah bro? Bro. Yeah bro? Bro. Yeah bro? Bro. 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 What's up bro? Bro. Yeah, bro? bro. Yeah bro? Bro. Yeah bro? Bro, this fucking crow's milk has me super pumped bro
1: fortified with amino acids and protein gives me the power of a crow bro oh yeah bro me too because crow's milk is the drink of pros bro get some crow's milk today crow's
0: milk the official drink of the beefy cake fest championship in slovakia wisconsin don't be a wimp get your crow's milk today make sure to tell them rock news weekly sent you for a complimentary legal disclaimer Uh,
1: all right so this is something cool let's change gears here to something positive uh A lot of drummers are going to be coming together to end world hunger, and this is uh, more than a hundred other musicians, along with Ringo Starr, Max Weinberg, Stuart Copeland, Pearl Jam's Matt Cameron, Chad Smith, Iron Maiden's Nico McBrain. Those are some amazing drummers, right? Absolutely. They have joined forces for a new cover version of The Beatles' Come Together to help end world hunger. Uh, at least put a dent in it. I always hate it when they say end world hunger. It's like that's not going to happen, you know. But let's put a <laughs> dent in it. Yeah. Let's donate some money and bring attention to it because it is something that we all need to remember when we're, you know, yep. wasting yep. our it's food. It's coming or- back
2: to raising awareness, right?
1: Exactly. So this is kind of cool. That's a badass track. That's a cool kind of drumming track. I could see why they picked that one. So, uh, so this clip was organized by an organization called Why Hunger, along with Ringo Starr, Weinberg, and Cameron kind of leading the charge, um, as well as the, that 11-year-old prodigy, Nandi Bush- Bushell. Have you seen her? Oh, I have she, not. She's amazing. She like plays all her own instruments, and she's gotten nods from Dave Grohl and Tom Morello. Is this like a
2: uh, YouTube? Yeah, she's
1: like a YouTube sensation. Kind of, okay. she's eleven year old girl, and she's amazing. She plays all her own instruments and does cover versions of songs, and she got the kind of recognition of Dave Grohl and uh, um, some others. Uh, yeah. So anyway, I
2: love when Dave, artists like Dave Grohl recognize. I know, right? It's like, so cool. He's he's done it a number of times where he's pulled kids out of the stage and played song. I know. iconic song with them. I've seen Green Day do that. Imagine the dream. Imagine that dream know, coming dude. true, man, for that oh, kid. It would
1: be amazing. <laughs> so all the, they're all coming together. Um, a bunch of other musicians as well, not just drummers. Uh, Ringo said in a statement, we can all agree no kids should be hungry. Everyone should have access to nutritious food. This is a great cause I've supported in the past. Blah, blah, blah. It's a great thing. So it's going to be coming out soon. So keep an eye on it. It's going to be called. It's obviously a cover of Come Together. And it's going to be uh, for Why Hunger. So. so look for a really good cover. Yeah, it's going to make some, some of news. Come Together. Speaking, oh. of, speaking of making some news, let's switch gears once again. As Smash Mouth singer Steve Harwell has apparently retired, quote, unquote, after a chaotic onstage rant. Here's a couple of screenshots uh, where he says some colorful things to the crowd like, F you bitches and I'll effing kill your whole family, I swear to God. Uh, some some <laughs> crazy stuff apparently was said at this show. It was over the weekend in New he York. He was
2: clearly drunk.
1: He he looked totally wasted. We saw some video footage where he's got a beer in his hand. He was, like, posting his hand up on a pole and it just the beer just back and slips forth out and of and his hand. Slipped.
2: Yeah. Splashes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was called the big, and no wonder it was called the Big Sip Festival. It was a beer festival, so the
2: stage d- looked inadequate. <laughs> I mean, it didn't look like a stage. It almost looked like a couple of tables or something. they we were Standing on, it didn't have the the professional lighting array and everything that you would expect a professional show to have. It didn't kind of look didn't quite look like that. It, it, I think uh, the Smash Mouth has come a long way since. Uh,
1: that, so the, what the band is saying is that he was diagnosed with cardiomyopathy, suffered a heart attack or something, and this thing called a wernky encephalopathy or something. The, the condition has greatly impacted his motor functions, including speech, and it impaired his memory. So apparently they're saying that that stuff's maybe starting to catch up with him, and when oh, he drinks wow. too much, it really exacerbates it. Yeah. So that could have just been the perfect storm of, of bad... Right there where everybody kind of saw what was going on behind the scenes, you know? Yeah. Smash Mouth apparently is not really, going to be breaking up. They're going to really perform. Really
2: heartbreaking to see uh, I know, right? To see that happen, you know? At a Artists small to get stage on
1: some beer festival, you see one of those bands that's on the Shrek soundtrack that, you know, they were at the top of their game at one time. And you still
2: hear their song on the radio. All the,
1: all the time. And then the dude's just, uh, you know, a really rough patch or a train wreck right now. I've seen
2: it a hundred times. There's them. There's a Puddle of Mud. They had their rough trek with their – and that's kind of yeah. like – I don't know what it is about singers. I've been in bands too, and singers sometimes if you get a really good They're singer that wild card, uh, right? Sometimes you get a really good singer. Well, for them to be a really good singer and a really good artist, you, you almost got to kind of have a little uh, patch of crazy in there sometimes. Yeah.
1: To, to be able to have the balls to be able to do that stuff that the lead singers do, yeah, it takes a lot, right? You gotta, Absolutely. you got to be a different breed and a different kind of person. Definitely. Because uh, that's that's still one of the things. you know. I, I'm in radio and I do stuff like this, but I hate getting up on stage and doing that. And I, I remember when I would play on stage, I'd turn my back around a lot just because I'm not really comfortable like putting on a show for people. You, you, know? you really
2: you have to go all in or, or just get not right. you know, when you're on stage and... And all these 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 singers, I mean, and it's not just being on stage. It's just being that artistic, creative mind that comes up with this stuff sometimes. Yep. Uh, it's sometimes a twisted mind as well. Very true. Very true.
1: Check this out. I don't know if you noticed this over the weekend. Apparently, at Aftershock Festival, Mudvayne debuted a new guitarist. They had their original lineup that we all saw, but I guess there was a dude chilling in the background, Marcus Rafferty. Yep. He I made- could...
2: I can validate that.
1: Yeah. I, I Well, I started looking at the video. I'm like, oh, shit. That was, I barely saw he was, him. I got to be was honest. He was
2: all cloaked out in black. Yeah. He didn't have any lights on him. He was kind of in the back. He had, He was on a riser. He had his own little riser lower than the drums and to the right of the drums. Like the drums was, I think, centered. And he was kind of to the right of the drums. Yep. And, and he didn't go anywhere. He stayed on that riser the entire time. I think he even had black makeup on his face, and he had all black like getup on. It was all cloaked out, and I think even his guitar was black. So to be honest, I did not even notice him until like, about three or four songs in. <laughs> right. And then I was like, oh, wait, there's another guitar player over there. Yeah, apparently and, he's uh, a
1: frontman of Fall of I'm, Humanity. It, I didn't oh, know wow. that. He's a frontman of another band. I had no idea. Hey, you and know. look at this—he was a uh, guitar tech for Lamb of God, Hatebreed, and Hell yeah, <laughs> he was the, grita- yeah. the guitar tech for those guys. So
2: they, he was just one of their guys, one of their buddies. Hey, hey man, we need a secondary guitar player so we can play can just like shit. the album. And yeah, and I did. I watched him too, and there was periods of time where he wasn't playing at all. He was he right. was only playing like the duplicate parts where there was two guitars, two, just to and have, two have a layer, everything. that extra layer of security, yeah. maybe. Yep. And, 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 and that's, that that's what he was doing. And I watched, solid. as soon as I noticed he was there, I was like, what is he doing? And then and then I watched, and Greg Tribbett, I think is his name, did all his normal stuff, but uh, and he was all over the place. And they were all kind of moving all over the place. Well, Greg didn't really move. He kind of stands there. But they did their normal show, and he was just kind of in the background yeah, as a backup. Like uh, no <laughs> I I hate to say backing track, but it's kind of like... Yeah, it's kind of what it was. He is that... that, But, hey, there's nothing wrong with
1: that being that reliable backbone. I know how it is. I've
2: recorded with bands and stuff like that, and sometimes you want to do little tricks here and there, and and the record company says, hey, you need to have, you know... Another track behind the guitar solo that or continues whatever continues the riff. You know, yeah, exactly. It's normal. It's and so if they wanted to throw the show, I, yep. I wish they would have brought him out a little bit more. Yeah, honestly. to kind of be like, hey, welcome, um, this guy. But I but get maybe it. Maybe it's, it's just it's their, kind of a tour they're they're the show and that they're they're the ones that are, and he's just. I get it. I do. I totally get it. Yep. But um, I wish they would have brought him out a little bit more. So same as like when Corn used to come around before when Head was not in the band. Right, corn toured with another guitar player, but he was up on a riser, and he wasn't kind of like a mystery man. He was kind of a mystery as well. He didn't. They didn't bring him out like.
1: Isn't it weird how they kind of do that sometimes. I wonder why they. What the whole decision making is. I like we say. You know, you never know what the whole process is. Yeah. But it was cool. It was interesting. and It was a good show. Um. All right. So this is. But well, yeah, Mudvayne killed. They were amazing. Yeah, they were really good. Their first live shows in over
0: ten years, almost.
1: And now a message from one of our sponsors.
0: Hey, son. You feeling okay? Yeah, just a little down in the dumps. <laughs> Don't worry, kiddo. I got just the thing. What's that sound? It sounds like the wall is breaking. Hey, y'all. I'm Chicken Merrill Nubbins, renowned blues harmonica player. Now, I may be known for sucking on my harmonica. Now, I want to share my
1: passion for sucking on chicken bones. Chicken marrow nubbins are grade-A chicken bones with the nubs broken off so you can suck all that sweet, sweet marrow nubbins out easily. Wow! Chicken marrow nubbins is so cool! Yeah, but what's wrong
0: with his teeth? Well, I'm glad you asked. That's all the chicken grease that keeps my harmonica sliding through the night. No,
1: seriously, that's disgusting. It smells like death.
0: Don't you sass me, boy. You just hit my son. Dad, call the police. Well, hold on a minute. These are pretty good. Wait, wait a second. Where'd he go? He left a massive hole in our wall, but he filled a hole in our hearts. So
1: get some chicken marrow nubbins tonight from yours truly, chicken marrow nubbins. Um, all right. Travis Barker's House of Horrors is going to be featuring Machine Gun Kelly. So Machine Gun Kelly was also at Aftershock. We were talking about that. He didn't really get booed as much as we thought, but there was still some scant kind of like, fuck you, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. He got booed. I can hear it.
2: It but. was more toward, you know, I, I what? I wanted to be there because I knew something was going to happen. And then I was going to read about it later. So I wanted to be there first. <laughs> right. And uh, so, of course, I went over to... Towards the stage to check it out, and there he had his fans that were all grouped up towards the front. But I think there were some idiots that were maybe going closer towards him. But those most of the people in the back were uh, that were booing were in the they were in the back towards right. towards the back where they could hear him, but they were you know far out, way behind the sound the sound booth and everything. Yeah. So
1: it was kind of spread out. It wasn't too bad it seemed like he had I think,
2: I think the news I think the news blew it out of proportion a little bit of, yeah you know, as they, they always it. do right yeah and, and, and all in all uh, uh, it's really just publicity stunt uh, this guy's done this before with other bands yep and he'll do it again and all it is is doing is I think it's it's giving him publicity. It is. It's getting his name out <laughs> there, and people want to go to see the show now to it's see kind of something's going to happen.
1: Yeah, we all kind of did the same thing. I did. Yeah. I was like, uh, I want to be there. I want to see. I want to see what happens. happens. So yeah. yeah, good for him. I mean, you know, fooled us. All right. Anyway, Foo Fighters going to be doing a new seven-inch RPM for the upcoming Record Store Day in November. Uh, making a Fire Mark Ronson reversion. They're also doing a Preservation Hall Jazz Band reversion of Chasing Birds. Uh, it's an upcoming single limited to 9,500 copies, and it's going to be featuring contributions from members of the Dap Kings, the Budos Band, Ballas, and Tedeshi Trucks Band. Uh, a lot of jam bands in there, so he's kind of doing the kind of little thing there. Sounds cool. 45 RPM coming out on November 26th. And it's only
2: on... Is, is it only on... So, only I mean, record store. You can only you can't get it on Spotify or you, anything You like might that.
1: be able to find no. A lot of these you can download. Okay. But they have the rare uh, record store day version vinyl that's gotcha. only exclusive through record store day uh, providers. Whoever is doing that. Okay. All right. And then the last story of rock news this week: Google search now has a guitar tuner, so it's kind of cool. It's called Google Tur- tuner, and you can use your computer, phone. Or your microphone on your phone to listen to the sounds coming out of the guitar, and it will tune it for you. So you don't have to have a guitar tuner. You can use your phone or uh, whatever, your built-in mic on your computer.
2: Nice, so I can delete my app and
1: make more room. Yeah, there you go. Or other things. So you could just say Google Google (laughs) Tuner, I guess. All right, some rock birthdays this week. We got some kind of uh, big ones. Flea from the Chili Peppers turning 59. Bob Weir from the Grateful Dead turning 74. Jim Fielder from Blood, Sweat, and Tears, Mother of of Invention, Buffalo Springfield, 74. Bob Geldof, he was in The Wall, Uh, 70. Brian Johnson from ACDC, 74. Wow. Yeah. Duke Robillard from The Fabulous Thunderbirds, 73. Tommy Stinson from Replacements and Guns N' Roses is 55. Kevin Cronin, lead singer of REO Speedwagon, is 70. David Hildalgo. The lead singer for Los Lobos, 67. Jeff Keith, lead singer of Tesla, is 63. And Sammy Hagar, the Red Rocker. He is, uh, what the hell? My thing, 74. My thing started reloading. 74. He's 74 too? Jeez. Everybody's 74 this week. Look at how many people are 74 Bob <laughs> Weir, Sammy Hagar, Jim Brian Fielder, Johnson. Brian Johnson. Uh, and that's it. Duke Roblard, 73. So, All right. Let's get to some trivia this week. All right, Chris. Here's your first trivia question. Okay. In this week in 1994, the guitarist from this band is released from a Los Angeles hospital after undergoing surgery. The operation caused the band to postpone their first tour in over 14 years. Was it A. Tony Iommi from Black Sabbath, B. Glenn Frey from the Eagles, or C. David Crosby from the Rootin' Tootin' Cocaine Cowboys? (laughs) What do you think? Um.
2: You know, I don't know, but I'm going to I I'm just going to shoot it out of shoot the, it at year, the park.
1: That was right around the time I will say both of those bands, the Eagles and Sabbath came back. Yeah. They were coming back from a big big hiatus. Yeah. So what do you think? I'm just
2: going to shoot it and say Tony Iommi.
1: Tony Iommi from Sabbath? Yep. It was actually B, the Eagles uh, singer Glenn guitarist Frey. Glenn Frey. He was released from Los Angeles Hospital. Rest
2: after in peace.
1: I know, man. After undergoing surgery, a surgery for diverticulitis. I'm not sure what that is. I should look it up. Yeah. Diverticulitis. Diverticulitis. <laughs> uh, all right, let's. Uh, we got some more trivia here. All right. In 1978, now this week in 1978, the front man of this band apologizes to the Reverend Jesse Jackson. For the offensive lyrics of this song. Was it A, The Rolling Stones, Some Girls? B, The Rolling Stones, Brown Sugar? Or C, David Crosby, I Hate Everyone Because I'm Coked Out of My Mind? Yeehaw!
2: Is there an ongoing David Crosby joke? It's kind of a thing around here. It's kind of a thing around here. Kind of getting it. Yeah. All right, um... Wow, Um, I'm going to say Brown Sugar because I know the lyrics.
1: Brown Sugar, right. You would think that, but it was actually A, Some Girls. Rolling Stone's frontman Mick Jagger apologized to Reverend Jesse Jackson after the civil rights leader denounces the song Some Girls as racist. Nevertheless, Jagger refuses to change the offending lyrics. He's like, hey, I'm sorry about that, but The lyrics are already written. It's like they're already in stone. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, there you go. All right, some movie entertainment news this week. Rob Zombie posing in front of 1313 Mockingbird Lane, the uh, original House from the Munsters. I've been watching...
2: uh, You know, I follow him on Instagram, so I've been keeping up with his building of that. I kind of have two thoughts on that. I wonder if... I'm kind of disappointed because now I'm going to see all this stuff ahead of time before the movie yeah, starts. I wouldn't follow like him. why, why, why? I could I already know what you know what's going on. You know the grandpa looks like his the appliances that they're making because
1: that's kind of a thing. Like with modern kind of shit, when you're following them on Instagram, it's like you're getting all that stuff ahead yeah, of time.
2: Exactly. So yeah. I already know what they're all looking like and the, the the you know all the appliances that they're putting on their faces or whatever to make their face look like and. Dude, he's he's like, it's more than a tease. He's like just showing us everything. Wow, <laughs> it seems like yeah in way on his Instagram. Apparently, not- the
1: house is in uh, Hungary. It's uh it's some house in Hungary. Uh, so yeah, yeah. that they uh originally shot that uh, front of the house and stuff from. So wow. there you go. Anyway, hmm. um, so there's also the Scream trailer. Did you guys did you see that at all? I have not. The new Scream trailer is just called Scream, coming out in 2022. Brings back the original stars: Nev Campbell, David Arquette, Courtney Cox, plus a bunch of new pe- new people. Wes Craven's first scream was released 25 years ago, hmm. and of course, it was pretty revolutionary in the horror uh, genre genre at the time. So, this fifth installment will hit theaters January 14th. And I was thinking,
2: well, who's why doing is- it if Wes Craven's not around? Who's doing it?
1: I know that's a good question too. But also, why is it coming out January 14th? That seems like an odd day for or time of the year for a scream for a movie to be released. Why not wait until Halloween? Why not wait until the summer?
2: That is a little different. What the but. fuck
1: at January 14th where everybody's like coming out of New Year's Eve and they're kind of hungover and there's not really anything happening?
2: Well, maybe it was already pushed back
1: and pushed back because Yeah, of and they're COVID. just like, fuck, we need to get paid. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's coming out January 14th. Kind of weird. Uh, If you're a Sopranos fan, you'll be happy to know that David Chase, the original creator from The Sopranos, has signed a new mega deal with HBO. It's a five-year deal, and apparently it's going to be five years of Sopranos stuff. It's no word on what it may include. However, the announced deal coincides with the release of The Sopranos prequel, The Many Saints of Newark. Which was amazing, I gotta say. I, I I've watched seen, it.
2: I've seen a couple clips, but I haven't seen much. I just seen seeing, the kid walking by and stuff like that. Seeing but.
1: James Dan- Gandolfini's son yeah. uh, playing him like that was unbelievable. Oh, is it actually I, his son it's playing? Him? His actual son. Oh and wow, it's really fascinating. I mean, his mannerisms, his facial expressions. It's it's truly. Uh, it's like you're watching a young. That's not the
2: first time I've actually seen Tony Soprano. somebody do that, where they used somebody right. Uh, play an earlier version of himself they had their son play an earlier version of himself uh i think ice cube's son oh yeah that's right himself compton and uh yeah and then uh if you ever watch that show sheldon (laughs) i think it's called sheldon young sheldon oh yeah 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 so the the mom his mother in that show is actually the daughter of who plays his mother oh how funny in,
1: That's cool when they try and make that effort. I, I like that. that I appreciate in. it. So yeah. it's it's pretty good. If you're a fan of Sopranos, definitely check out the mini Saints of Newark. And then you'll be happy to know David Chase is with HBO for the next five years. So cool. Uh, Disney on path to surge past Netflix, according to these new numbers. Apparently, Disney Plus uh, is what is what does it say here? Disney Plus will have twenty. 284 million subscribers in 2026 to Netflix is 270 million. So they're saying that they're going to surpass them by that time. Amazon Prime, meanwhile, is forecast to hit 243 million. So not not as much, but... I don't know. Are you a fan? I gotta ask. You uh, know, me personally, I don't have kids, so Yeah. I, I'm a huge I Star Wars Disney. fan. I, I, I had Disney that. for a while and I and I did it and I watched that
2: first uh Mandalorian. Right. And I watched a few things and stuff like that, but I kinda got Disney now and and Star Wars now. I couldn't believe it.
1: Yeah. It's kinda <laughs> almost like and, overkill what uh, they're yeah. doing with that stuff. And what stuff, they're doing right? with Star
2: Wars now, it's just like I can't keep up with all it's hard for me to keep up with it all anyways. Yeah. Um and then uh so I kind of like got my fill, and like I find found myself not watching as much. Uh, the what I do subscribe to still I do subscribe to Netflix. And, I think they have a, uh, a much wider variety. Yeah, there's, it's more Disney. of a cross section, you know. Yeah, and then uh, so Netflix. I also have HBO Max. Yep, that's actually pretty good. Oh, it's great. Um, HBO is great. Definitely worth. it. If you it.
1: got HBO Max, you need to check out the Many Saints of Newark. It's on yeah, there. That's I know, a new one. On I know.
2: There. And then you'll uh, enjoy it. What else do I? Oh, um, I have Prime, but only because I have Prime. Uh, Th- that one doesn't delivery. strike
1: me still as, as the place to go for like. It's, I never really go to it. New I just, original content.
2: It's like sometimes I'll think, oh, well, maybe I'll go check out and yeah, see what's for- on there. It's
1: almost like I forgot about them. Like, oh yeah. yeah, let's see what's going on there. The right?
2: only reason why I have it is because I have Amazon Prime. Right.
1: Yep. Um, all right, well, Netflix and Walmart trying to combat that because they're teaming up, and apparently it's going to be the first time that a streamer has teamed up with a national retailer, and they're going to team up on merch for stuff like Stranger Things, Squid Game, The Witcher, and oh. a bunch of other stuff, and it's going to be all available through Walmart. So check that out if you're interested. Speaking of Squid Game, uh, have you seen Squid Game? Side, side note on Netflix? No, I have not.
2: You but have not. i not? S- I, um, I saw about... Mm, the first five or ten minutes of it But You gotta You gotta understand I I am a movie buff And I, I love movies and shows And everything Right But sometimes I have to be in the right mood yep. Personally Sure To watch a show that is really intense And I could tell Right off the bat That it was gonna be one of those intense shows that I kind of need to be prepared for, so I'm probably going to put that one away for a little while.
1: Yeah, yeah, I hear you, and and it is, and it, it was kind of like a slow a slow starting one too, because I remember when I threw it on, Dolly's like, "What the hell is this?" And I'm like, "I don't know." Well, I, a lot of people were talking about, it. let's give it a shot, and it took about 30 minutes for it to get to the point in the episode, in the first episode, where I was like, "Oh, okay, I get why this is kind of crazy, and people are talking about it because." The first 30 minutes of it, you're like, this is just some Korean drama. Uh-huh. Like, you're watching this story of this guy, and kind of he's losing his money and, you know, trying to uh, make things happen for his family. And you're like, oh, okay, is this really what's going on here? But then by the end of that first episode, you're like, okay, wow, this is kind of crazy. All right, what's going on? Uh, I'm, I'm interested. And and, and it, was a, it was an interesting story watching it. But I'm surprised, honestly, at how popular it became. Because it's a very, it's a South Korean drama series. It's not very, um, I don't know, like Americanized or American friendly, or it, would, you, it's say it's different? Weir- would yeah, you say very dark and weird? Yeah, very different. So
2: that's probably what that's their niche. Yeah, is, is that it's different. And a lot of these, it's dark. It's things different. that are coming out on Netflix, that are coming out that's independent that Netflix is buying or whatever they're doing. They're they're. Uh, they're just out there and it's it's that's what i like about netflix is some of the stuff that you don't normally wouldn't right. normally get to see that that's totally they independent take a chance on it. or foreign or something right. like that you get to, you get to really dig in and see some of the, some of the more yeah. interesting things
1: apparently it's the most watched series on in netflix history dude the entire history was it, was of Wasn't the Tiger King like that last yeah. year? Yeah, that, they, <laughs> they, they they were like that. It seems like every year we get one kind of series that kind of really catches on, and yeah. this is the one. So anyway, they're actually doing real-life Squid Game stuff now. That's taken uh, they're, they're doing real tournaments that are taking place in, like, South Korea and stuff. No one's dying, uh, but they do some stuff, and it, there's prizes awarded of, like, 5 million of their currency, which is, like... our currency but uh, they're doing real stuff with it now so it's really catching on so kind of (laughs) a trip I thought this was a trip 6 year old found a mastodon tooth in Michigan in a nature preserve a 12,000 year old mastodon tooth he said he just felt something on my foot and I grabbed it and it looked like a tooth he allowed him to bring it home realized it might be a fossil they contacted the University of Michigan identified the atom as an upper right molar of a juvenile mastodon that lived in Michigan about twelve thousand years ago. They donated wow. the tooth to the museum, and he'll be rewarded with a behind-the-scenes tour. <laughs> Not a trip. Thanks, kid. Yeah, right. That thing was worth. Is it. It yeah, priceless. Priceless. Thanks. Yeah. Here you Here's get the a behind-the-scenes tour, tour now. <laughs> Here's a cookie.
2: Well, it was on the preserve.
1: Yeah, William Shatner headed to space. We've heard about that. Um, I kind of, I don't know. A lot of this stuff with this heading to space and the price tag on all that. It's like it's kind of cool and everything. Uh, but, like, couldn't we put that money? Like, yeah. these guys, they're paying like half a million dollars. It's this, like,
2: was it one of those Jeffrey Bezos runs? Or Yeah,
1: it was uh, the apparently the Blue Origin. Um, that's the ship, Jeff Bezos Blue Origin. Okay. And that was William Shatner. He was there uh, with a crew that included Audrey Powers, Chris Boswin, and Glenn DeVere. I have no idea who those people are. He will yeah. become, apparently, he's the oldest person in space now. Yeah. So that's why he did it. But apparently, it's about five hundred thousand dollars to do that.
2: For him, it's the final frontier. I know.
1: <laughs> yeah, I get it. He should, you know, <laughs> they, they, they paid for his. Uh, they had a fundraiser to pay for his spot on there. But like you know, let's let's drill some. Wills, That's so much in for more publicity.
2: Of course, I mean so they're going to get the captain of the starship Enterprise to put him in space. I mean, yeah, it, it is. Who's next? You know. Yep. Get Luke Skywalker up there.
1: That's yeah, probably Harrison Ford, that kind of stuff. Stupid. Well, speaking of space, Russians beat Tom Cruise as the first to film a movie in space because Tom Cruise wanted to do it. Uh, they were gonna be filming uh, NASA's cooperation with Elon Musk's SpaceX, but this new Russian space station thing, they they filmed something up there already for a movie called Challenge, and huh. they went up to their space station and filmed like a bunch of scenes for this new movie.
2: They got some intel.
1: Yeah, right. We got the beat to beat Tom Cruise. He's going to come uh, next month. We got to beat We got to beat him. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Bam Margera doing some bad stuff. Apparently oh accused of doing cocaine and attacking a woman in this 911 call where he went to rehab. <laughs> he got forced into rehab for a judge's court order. This caller saying that they told the Pinellas County Sheriff's Office that Bam Margera was doing cocaine in a hotel room with his aunt an alleged prostitute when he attacked a woman in her fifties or sixties by grabbing her breast and possibly tearing her implant. He's been diagnosed as paranoid schizophrenic. He's been diagnosed as bipolar. And they found that he had an ex parte order, which is a judge's order for court ordered rehab. So, but bam's camp is saying this is all slander. They're saying, Oh, um, there are multimillion dollars at stake because of the abuse bam faced at the hands of paramount uh, we are investigating these false allegations, false statements made in the police report. Blah blah blah. Yeah. So they're saying it's not true. Huh? But apparently, Bam. Well,
2: there's a lot of there's a lot of attention on Bam right now because of the whole jackass scenario. Yep. Where he wasn't invited to to come, and uh, it turned out because basically everybody's sober now. <laughs> And they wanted to become sober. That's at least from what I saw. Yeah, and is, a lo-
1: the majority of the cast is kind of sober. And together now, And Bam still wasn't. And he was just, you know, doing his own thing. Yeah. Still taking pills. Still drinking.
2: And he, um, I mean, to be honest, I've seen some footage of him. And he doesn't look well.
1: He does not. Last story of the week. I wanted to send it out there just to tell your grandparents, like to give them a call and tell them that you would never do anything like this. But apparently there's a scam going around where these people are calling old people. They find out that they're an older person with grandchildren, right? Okay. They call them up. They pretend to be your grandkid. So your grandpa, oh, Grandpa Morris, oh, I've been in an accident. Oh, it's your grandson, Chris, and you need to send money because I'm stuck in jail. And, oh, and then they, they're like, oh, yeah, whatever, whatever you need, right? And then they send some money initially, right? Like yeah. maybe like $50,000, something like that, 20000 Then what they do is they tell them to continue to call to get money as well, such as people that were injured in the crash. They want to settle the court case. Uh, so this led to this grandparent taking out hundreds of thousands of dollars in less than two months. When the bank asked why she was taking out so much money, she says she was paying contractors for home improvements who preferred cash, which the lawsuit says the scammers told her to say. None finally realized what was happening when she ran out of money. But by then, it was obviously too late. But these people call these grandparents, tell wow. act like they're their kids. They say they get in a car accident. They're afraid to call their parents because they're going to get in legal trouble. And they You got to make sure your parents know,
2: them. your grandparents know, hey, you know, there's all these scams out here and you know, don't fall victim to one saying they're me or anything. Yep. So well,
1: this lady is suing the bank because that, uh, their attorney is telling the Tampa Bay times that a, a Florida statute actually requires a bank that has reason to believe a customer is, is, being exploited to report it. And that records he obtained indicated someone did call the abuse hotline about her withdrawals, but she was allowed to take out another $500,000 after the call. Wow. According to that lawsuit, she got a call in May from a woman claiming to be her granddaughter uh, saying she was in a car accident and needed money to get out of jail. So yeah, just let your grandparents know that you would never do anything like that. Call Super them, heartbreaking. You know, but yeah, yeah, it's super heartbreaking that these people prey on these people. They were an 82-year-old lady, you know. And and she thinks it's it's her daughter calling her. So anyway, I just wanted to make sure that that was known out Check there. Check up on your family. Check up on your family. It's always good to call your grandparents anyway. Give us a like and a follow on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Rock News Weekly. Check out our photos from our interviews, and all of our links are up always at rocknewsweekly.com. Thank you, Morris, for joining us this week, man. It was good seeing you again. Thank you, Chris. Of course, hope to see you back, and thank you guys for tuning in every week at rocknewsweekly.com. We'll see you guys next time. Have a good
0: one. Peace! Woo! And now a message from one of our sponsors. When you're about to saddle up and tread that rusty terrain, you need a brand of drink you can rely on. And when you reach across to grab that drink from your compadre on that dusty trail... It's better be something that's made from the heart. And when you open up that mix of Taurine and Tiger's Tears, know that Ball Jack is there with you. Hell Um, yeah! America. Ball Jack has been disputedly bringing its tasty, energizing mix to the mouths of dusty trailblazers like you since 1863. You're goddamn right! Don't leave your dusty trailmate hanging. Reach over and grab his Ball Jack. He's waiting for you to quench that dusty trailblazing (laughs) thirst with his ball jack. Woo! Ball jack, the drink of dusty trailblazers. Reach for it today.